Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NBA. He gave me a pair of his shoes, which I ended up wearing that following night. It was the red, white, and blue Kobe's. I was a 15, and he was a 14, and I wore them anyways. And I sat and just talked to him for a little bit. He gave me the shoes. I rocked them in the game. Um, and it was the same night that we played uh, Oak Hill against Mello. And then I saw what he was able to do the very next night, winning MVP here in Philly. And Kobe's legacy, it will remain forever. His impact will remain forever. To wake up to this news, this has been one of the most horrible days of my life. I felt like I've lost a son. Frankly, not doing very well. That's Jerry West, who traded for Kobe on draft day. Before that, LeBron James, the reaction pouring in from the basketball world after Kobe Bryant's killed in a chopper crash, helicopter going down near Calabasas. Jerry West, uh... Another part of the interview talked about the only thing he had in his life to compare it to is when he lost his brother in Korea. I assume referring to the Korean War. Yeah. You could hear it in his voice there. There's a lot of tributes. There's a lot of basketball stuff to think about. There's obviously a lot of family stuff to think about. His daughter also killed seven other people. Some identified, some not. But uh, really nobody in basketball able to talk about anything else. Yeah, I think there's all the only thing that uh, person's not identified now is the pilot. There's been some other stuff this morning. It was another uh, family with, another a, with team, a young daughter, teammate, uh, yeah. yeah, who was they were there for the basketball purposes of wherever they were going. I guess he has an academy up there in the Thousand Oaks area. Uh, his basketball is already cemented. I mean, that that's not never going to change. He's one of those guys that you just can't say enough from uh, as a ball player. Even when his team was awful, it's like, oh, Kobe's playing. I've got to watch. I mean, his record on the field, or excuse me, court, is absolutely undisputed. I mean, he was one of the fiercest competitors that ever lived. There's just no doubt about it. And he was uh, a type of player that doesn't come around very often. And I, when he when he retired, I was sad. It's a, any any time of that stuff ends, I'm sad. I, I I get so sentimental now when the college football season ends. I'm sad. So let alone. Uh, career of a ball player that you enjoyed watching for 20 years. I had the opportunity to interview him when he was a rookie in this building one-on-one. Can you imagine that? No. Yeah, but it, <laughs> Good luck. It, it was true. And I, and I looked it up. It was December 4th his rookie year, which was uh, 96, 96 97. 97. So mm-hmm. it was December. I remember the night specifically because I, had, I was uh, doing some NBA stuff I wasn't the jazz beat writer, but I was doing some NBA stuff for the Tribune at the time, and obviously he was the story. And so I called them ahead of time and said, set it up, and they brought me in the locker room, and he was just sitting there by himself, sat down, shook my hand, looked me right now. We're talking about an 18-year-old kid. And so you're already impressed. Oh, yeah. Because you've yeah, interviewed yeah. so many 18-year-olds. Yeah. You're at the breeze covering high school. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, on and on. Right. And so he was an 18-year-old lad. And the way he could look you in the eye and not just articulate, because that's kind of cliche-ish, but the way he could express himself and the way he carried himself. And I asked him, I said this on television last night, I said, you 
should be going to college. You had a 1600 on the SATs. You you spoke multiple languages at that point. You know, he was from Italy and spoke Spanish and obviously English. And he said, no, this is this is exactly what I need to be doing because of the fact that I had those that 1600. This is what I want. And so I'm one of the few who doesn't need that opportunity because I've got this opportunity. And, you know, you weren't really sure how he's going to blow up, but obviously he blew up as a player. And so that's going to be forever because that's already ended. But the idea of being a father and there was a the, the Eagle Colorado thing was just absolutely awful. There's no way about it around it. I don't know what's happened to the young lady. Obviously, we wish nothing but the best for her. And hopefully she's having a very productive life. And I don't excuse that or ignore that. But you can see that Kobe, maybe that was a catalyst that led him to understand priorities because the idea of supporting his daughters and their endeavors and in this case the 13 year old little girl happened to be basketball and what he was doing there and uh, as far as that I mean obviously to me that's where the real tragedy is not as a basketball player because he was already done and that that'll go on forever but the idea of being a father and the people that he was going to influence going forward because he was one of these guys who was going to be able to make the transition from ex-player to what can he do to be productive in our world uh, using all the resources that he has available to him to be productive in whatever it is that he was going to go forward and who knows we'll never know now we got just a little glimpse of it. Obviously, yeah. he won an Oscar, so there's that. Right. And we know the series he did with ESPN, you know, analyzing players. He did one yeah. on the, the Jazz. Oh, yeah, they, they were awesome. Guys. Right, those but were cool. Who knows what he would have done there was still going more, for the right. next 40 years. Yeah. And, that, and that that's the obviously the real, real tragedy. He was definitely moving into <clears throat> into mentor role, and you could hear uh, young people talk about that. And we'll hear a little bit of that. Uh, and also you were talking about him being trilingual. Uh, Pace Mannion's going to join us at 8.30, and the interaction Kobe had with Nico Mannion, who's now the star freshman at Arizona. And, uh, you know, that all comes back to the ability to speak Italian. Well, they had a bond. Yeah, exactly. I think both were born in Italy. Nico's, both speak the language. Right, speak the language, and that was how Nico could get his attention after a game, and it worked. Obviously. <laughs> and, and it worked. Uh, we'll talk with uh, Pace coming up at 8.30. Got uh, Michael Smith, AT&T Sportsnet, who was in L.A. I think that among the many stories here, <clears throat> when an athlete plays the entire career in one city, a bond gets formed. Now, it may seem silly because there are fans who never actually meet the person who feel the bond. But it's real. But it's real. And we can talk Strong. about... You know, Brady in New England, now maybe he's going to leave. Cal Ripken, Tony Gwynn, John Stockton. I mean, you pick your favorite sport, pick your favorite generation. There's something special about that. And then Michael Smith will be able to talk to that. Well, he was the there in the heart Clipper of it. And then I wanted to have Locke on because Locke sat next to Hot Rod Huntley when Hot Rod Huntley was done and the picture of Kobe coming over yep. to speak to them. The man had a perspective of the history of the game. His father played in the NBA so obviously he had that. And so going out of his way to, to, to make sure Hot Rod Huntley was more than an announcer and a broadcaster obviously but at the time that's what he was doing to make sure that he paid his proper respect 
to a broadcasting and a personality legend because mm-hmm. Hundley had a personality that went beyond, beyond the game. Beyond the title, yeah. sportscaster, broadcaster, play-by-play. And he was guy. a national guy, too. I don't know if our new generation understands that, but he was he a national. He does CBS stuff. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I think the other thing Kobe understood there was that Hot Rod had been drafted. Number one pick as a Laker and a two-time All-Star as a Laker. Well, I'm sure and Jerry West had told him. Right. And they so had the connection in college. We talked to Bowler about that on TV, and Bowler and Hot Rod... Uh, when Bowler first came to town, I don't know if people know this, he did jazz games for two years with Hot Rod in the mid-'80s. And when he was at KSL, uh-huh. they had the rights at that point. And then, of course, the rights went their own way, and so Bowler stopped doing that. And then, you know, you circle back 15, what, 20 years later, whatever it is, and Bowler's doing the games again. So Bowler was doing TV that night, and he knows Hot Rod, and he knows how much that meant to Hot Rod. That that meant a lot. And, and Bowler thought that was a lot of class from... Uh, of course, from just, Kobe, just to go, have the history of the game. Go take that minute and upon him. Yep, yeah. So that's we'll, what that was about. We'll talk with David Locke about that at eight. Pace Manions at eight thirty. Michael Smith at nine, and Larry the Laker. I'm going to have to suspend Jazz Laker trash talk for a few minutes. You know, not for a long period of time because it's Jazz Laker trash talk, but for a few minutes. Uh, Larry the Laker will join us. At I exchanged some communication with him yesterday, and obviously he's devastated. Oh, sure, clearly. All right, that was far and away the news of the NBA. There were several games. A couple of them impacted the Jazz in the playoff race. The Clippers beat the Magic, as expected. Paul George not playing. But Kawhi Leonard did. He went for 31, and the Clippers won. No surprise there. Also, the Rockets, who are fading away here a little bit and not playing their guys. Uh, James Harden didn't go, although Westbrook did. But it wasn't enough in Denver. The Nuggets win 117-110. A triple-double for the Joker. Another typically rock-solid, excellent game out of him. Tonight, uh, the Rockets going back-to-back here, so let's get to that. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Dodgers to the front court. Jazz by two. Picked up by O'Neal. Takes a right-hand dribble to the sideline. Chested to the top. Driving to the basket's right. Blocked by Gobert! Rudy Gobert with an unbelievable block at the rim. And they fouled Donovan two times! Two times! Two times! Two times! Utah Jazz beat the Mavericks Saturday. That feels like it was a year and a half ago now. But it was Saturday. Really good game. Jazz trailed most of it. Tied it up a couple times. Couldn't get over the hump. Led in when it was all said and done for like a minute and 19 seconds. But they led for the final 30 seconds and got the win. And that play by Gobert, signature PK. Let's assume that his career goes where we think it's going. And he retires. That's the first piece of video you reach for. If he does something better than that, Jazz fans are lining up to see it. I actually think he will do something better than that. Bigger I, stage, bigger situation. That's, yeah. yeah. It may, the literal play may not be better, right. but the but stage will the be there. Yeah, Everything sure. with yeah. the floor mm-hmm. spread. Yeah. Him one-on-one with a smaller guy mm-hmm. running out at him, guard, spinning yeah. around, one, right? yeah. and chasing him down to block it. It was a sensational Everything play. was on yeah, display. I mean, this guy, it, it, it's, it's, to me, it's insulting for this next, and the, and the All-Star stuff comes out Thursday. It's insulting to him if you say, boy, he better make the all-star team. And I know Ennis Kenner, the coaches better get it right. And we've, if he's not an all-star, bleep this. That's insulting. Because if he's not an all-star, there is no all-star. 
<laughs> There's just no other way to say it. No one is an all-star if he's not an all-star because he's sensational. And that game, the thing that I loved about that game, that they've had so many blowouts. This was a struggle. It was a grind. You weren't shooting the ball well, and you had to grind your way. And then Bogdanovich was not shooting the ball well, but he still came up with buckets. And I thought that Mike Conley, I was thinking about this yesterday, this might be the Mike Conley that we see. Meaning that the idea of him scoring 18 to 20 consistently, maybe that's not ever going to happen again. I don't know. Hopefully not. But just assume for a second for argument's sake that that doesn't happen again. But what he provided before he got taken out and Joe came and subbed out of the last four or five minutes, a couple of big buckets that he provided. And maybe that's what his role is going to be. As you're in the process of either staying in the game uh, taking, extending the lead, or coming back from a deficit, he can come in and make some critical plays for you. Maybe he doesn't do it to the level we thought he was going to do it consistently. I'm not ruling that out yet, but he made a couple of buckets that were impactful driving to the basket. So his role, because we've got other stars, so you don't really need him to be a big star, but you do need contribution from him, and he gave you contribution, even though it's not necessarily worthy of a 32 million dollar player it was his contributions in the moment that i'm not sure other guys could do and you need those types of contributions if for no other reason than you're giving guys rests on the sidelines so when they can come back they can be that much fresher and so the whole idea of the everyone contributing rice o'neill hitting a big three and all doing what they do led to a sensational win on a day or an afternoon where they clearly weren't at their best so uh I disagree with you about two things there, although I think on the bigger point, you're largely spot on. He's not going to be, well, I mean, last year he scored 21 points a game, but he didn't have good players around him last year. It was a franchise in transition. And when you look at Mitchell's going to shoot 20 to 25 times. Bogdanovich is going to get his shots. If he shoots 15 or 20 shots, it's not a big deal. So I don't think he can be that 21-point guy just because there's too many guys who are going to get shots. I do think, I'm, I'm totally with you on the plays he made, a big assist, a couple of big buckets. Yes, I do think he needs to, and still can be, we'll see if it actually happens, still can be more efficient. He is going to be the guy who gets six or eight or ten shots. In that respect, maybe it'll be like Joe Ingles. You know, there are nights Joe scores a lot of points, and there are nights he barely shoots the ball, but he has an impact. More of that from Conley. 3 of 9 and 0 for 2, that stat line, that makes you nervous, I don't blame you. But the shots he hit, he hit at the biggest time late in the game, and that I think he can absolutely provide. That's the thing I think he's got to provide. PK, he played 56 playoff games in his career. He's won four playoff series. I just think they're going to have to lean on that in the postseason. Yeah, and on the flip side, though, to contradict myself a little bit, I'm thinking as I'm watching him not make any shots until, you know, he made a couple in the fourth quarter, get Moutier in. Yeah, right. Because Conley, no one deserves minutes. Right. You got to produce. Yeah. But then he did. Moutier was producing. But then he did produce. Like, I think Moutier could produce night in and night out. But fast forward to the playoffs, maybe he can, maybe he can't. I don't know that. He's a young guy. He hasn't had opportunities. You got to learn from opportunities. How quickly will it, you know? I can't. Okay, but we're not fast forwarding. We still have thirty some games to go. But I look at Conley's playoff experience, and I think invest in that and get him. If going. he's worthy of it, uh, but yeah, I don't think it. he 
and when he's is three automatically for nine, allotted minutes and when just because of what he's done. And when he's three for nine or over oh two, you know, the eyebrows raise. Now, Joe can do that on a given night. He could be three for nine or over oh two. We can go back and find those games. But he's also got this long history now, you know, three, four years here where, you know, he's going to be six for seven and four for the next night. So you just roll with it because that's what happens to shooters. So we just need to see more of those nights from Conley. But to your bigger point, if he only takes six or eight shots or whatever and scores 12 points, as long as he's efficient, you don't expect the big numbers out of him. Just be efficient with the numbers you get because there's so many guys on this team who could take six or eight or ten shots on any given night, and Bogdanovich and Mitchell are going to take way more than that. And it's going to make you a good team. Jazz and Rockets tonight. Harden is questionable. Westbrook has been ruled out. Mike D'Antoni said Westbrook's not going. Harden's questionable. PK, this one's getting watered down quite a bit here. I mean, Harden's questionable, leaning towards, sure, you say he's questionable now, but at 7 5, you're going to tell me he's not playing, aren't you? Yeah, probably, yeah. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Well, there it is. We hadn't seen this game this year. We'd seen it in the past for BYU. A 14-point lead on the road at USF. It gets away. They get beat 83-82. They'd been doing a good job of holding teams to 60 or 65 points, but they had one bench guy get away from them, PK. Yeah, there was rem- it was reminiscent of prior years in which somebody you never even heard of just goes off. Johnny D and some of these guys in the West Coast Conference and that happened, and then they didn't make free throws at the end, which was obviously the only missed throw. It was about 15 seconds to go. They still had an outside shot, and Halls needed to make all three, and he missed the first one and made a couple. So now, in my mind, they don't have margin for error because they always had something in their back pocket. Yeah, we lost those games because Yoli didn't play. Right. Or we lost those games because they were a Utah game because Yoli had, the, what, he had muscle cramps and had to come out after playing so brilliantly well earlier in the game. But that's out the window now. You can't say, oh, well, yeah, but his fingers. I and mean, come on, he played. And he was making threes earlier in the game. So you can't really complain or now, point to that. I don't – go ahead. You can, you can point to Khalil Shabazz well, having the night yeah. of his freaking life. Ten of ten, <laughs> six of six from three. Come hey, on. he missed a free throw at six of seven. Oh, okay. It wasn't that's, perfect. That's, no, that's 32 the, points yeah. off the bench for USF. If he could do that every night, he'd be in the starting lineup. That's bad. And the right. other guy, Dion, had his career high at 23. He did. Yeah, so you had those two guys exactly, yeah. And I have to admit, I have no idea who those guys are because I'm not uh, locked it's down Shabazz, on USF so. basketball. Yeah. Uh, so they caught my attention, though, obviously during the game. And now, to me... I still think they can get in, but you certainly have no margin of error for anybody not named Gonzaga and possibly St. Mary's. St. Mary's now singing the league at five and two. BYU, Santa Clara, USF, Pepperdine, all four and three. Right. They've done most of the tough road games now. Um, I guess Pepperdine would be the most dangerous one out there. If is that the one they go to? They skip somebody now. It's not a pure double round robin, so end up getting lost at that. Bring back the double round robins, PK. Well, you're going to have to get Mark Few to sign off on that. Oh, never mind. There'll be no double. Yeah, they finished the regular season at Pepperdine, so they do have to go there. Well, if you're uh, Mark Few is not signing off. If you're not going to play a team at home and can only play them on the road, that's Pepperdine. (laughs) Right. They actually have the home and home. Pepperdine's coming in uh, this Thursday. Next, yeah. All right, then the uh, Utes beat Washington State. They sweep the Washington schools at home, 76-64. Ryland Jones with another strong game there. It was not a good start, and given the young team and the way they've gone sideways, but end of the first half, they got it together, went on a run. 
and uh, took control of the game. The young team. Yep. Um, looking forward to next year. <laughs> Sam Merrill is back, baby. 28 for the Aggies. And they beat Colorado State. There was a chance that was going to unravel, too. And then they really took control of that uh, defensively, game. Defensively, Colorado State was stuck on 52 points for about 52 yeah. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> Colorado State was up 53-51. And then Utah State locked them down. So yeah. it ends up being a 26-8 uh, like to eight run to close the game. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Awesome. Could close by the Aggies at home. Of course, most of their problems have been on the road, and that was at home, but at least they got that one at home. UVU hadn't beaten Grand Canyon in Arizona forever. They got it done. That's a huge win for those guys. Yep. I mean, uh, Marley's team isn't very good this year. I think they're only like 8-12, and, and they had been building some momentum, some momentum, but it's clearly stalled. Go to Mark Matson's first year, former teammate, obviously, of Kobe Bryant. Uh, trying to see if he can come on this morning. We're anticipating the opportunity to speak to him. And we can talk to him about his club, too, because that was a, that was a good, very good win for them. Yep. And Weber State is having a nightmare year. It's trailing Montana, the big sky leader, by seven points with two minutes to go. It just looks like another, you know, ho-hum 10 or 12-point loss. And for whatever reason, they close the game on an 8-1 to run, force OT, and win an OT. Multiple big shots there. That was a good win for the Wildcats. And a rare Monday night game, Southern Utah and Idaho tonight. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Pro Bowl yesterday. Didn't see any of that. Did see one thing over the weekend. The Pro Bowl dodgeball game. Guys legitimately look like they're having fun. A dodgeball game in a minor league stadium. I would have never guessed it. And I only saw like 30 seconds of it. It's fun. But honestly, they did look like they're having four. More fun in sports. Just have fun. And the Senior Bowl. Well, Bradley and I didn't hurt his cause, PK. Sack, and another sack, and another sack. Isn't there a little bit of Gobert going on there, though? Does Bradley and I have to prove anything? I was a little surprised he was in the game. I guess he wanted to play. Yeah, I guess he wanted to play. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, we put it up on our Facebook page. Your reaction to the passing of Kobe Bryant. A lot of Jazz fans, a lot of memories, a lot of thoughts. We'll get to those. We'll open the phones, 855-340-ZONE. David Locke coming up at 8 o'clock. Pace Manion at 8.30. Michael Smith at 9. And Larry the Laker at 9.30. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. The Jazz will win blank of their remaining 21 home games. I'll go 19-2. and two. I think they're going to be wow. an exceptional home team. Jazz have had terrific home records historically in some of their great years. Their first finals year, they were 38-3 and three at home. That team was great at home. The Darren Abuse teams were great at home. Stockton and Malone teams that didn't get to the finals were great at home. This team, I think, will go 19-2 and two the rest of the way in their home building. I was going to go 17-4, and four, and I thought you guys were going to just be like, that's unrealistic, that's crazy. Tony's going with only five. You're the captain of this ship. <laughs> we will step on board if you tell us this ship is seaworthy and you will be the first one to throw me off that's called mutiny (laughs) that's what happens to the captain Tony Parks and Austin Horton weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network Kobe thank you man thank you for all the memories we got a lot of good ones and these tears that we crying we gonna miss you it's not leaving today 
a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, we will forever, forever miss you, man. You're our legend. You're our icon. You're our father. You're our husband. Your son, your brother. Your friend. Thank you for being my friend. I love you, brother. Dwayne Wade on social media remembering Kobe Bryant. DJ and PK brought to you by Ken Garf Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Get a new Jeep or Ram for less at Ken Garf West Valley Jeep Dodge Ram. Visit him today. A lot of NBA players. We saw the video of LeBron on the uh, tarmac wiping away tears, hugging and consoling somebody. Saw uh, Tyson Chandler just just pretty much bawling during the uh, moment of silence before the game. Kobe honored a lot of games yesterday. Honored still to come, yeah. Yeah. The young players... um, as Doc Rivers, I think it was, who was crying himself in his uh, availability, was saying, you know, a lot of the young players are, are shaken by this. He was their hero, but they didn't know him, but they grew up no. watching him because oh, sure. of their age. And yeah, then the older guys in the league, the kind of Tyson Chandlers and the just-retired players like Dwayne Wade, they do have one-on-one relationships yeah. with them over the years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, so yeah. Rocking everybody. In our community, see if anybody can argue with this, he was... And I speak in the past tense because his career was over. It's hard to imagine him as a human being in the past tense. Nevertheless, that's what we're forced to deal with through this tragedy. But as a ball player, he was easily the most despised player ever to play in this arena. Ever. Is there anyone else that you love to hate more? No. No. Is MJ even in the conversation? No. No, and I said this on television last night, that with the other Lakers... The Magic, Kareem, Worthy, whoever you might, Cooper, if you even drop it down to Byron Scott, Shaq during his time, uh, Gasol maybe, Lamar Odom, whoever it might be during the various uh, title runs that they've had when, they, when they've dominated eras, that I think as time has gone on, we have softened our opinions, our hatred if we had them. And I wasn't here during the Magic era, so I don't know that for sure. Obviously, I was in Los Angeles working, covering that team, covered many, many games, including NBA Finals with Magic doing his thing. And I think over time, including Jordan, we've softened whatever hatred you had for him or Pippen or or whomever it might be. But the rage and anger towards Kobe was the rare player that stood the test of time. And now... Who cares about basketball? A, a father and a husband, and uh, to a to a literally a, a several month old child is gone, and the pain that his wife is enduring right now is literally unimaginable. Hopefully, for all of us, some of you may have already have had to imagine that we've all got our struggles, but the the pain that this woman is going through right now is most likely unbearable. I would think. Uh, no, that's all I can do is think. Uh, But if you just go from the basketball sense, this time yesterday, if you would have run on the street and asked Jess, what do you think of Kobe? Hated him. Hated him, man. Hated him with a passion. Blah, 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 blah. And why is that? Why was he so hated? He was arrogant. He was this and that. Okay, you can vary your opinions on reasons why you hated him. He was cocky, yada, yada, yada. But what he was, he was the ultimate player who squeezed every ounce of energy out of his body and yes he won the title five times in the MVP and this and that and so that's what ultimately why you hated him 
Because there's been other players who've done what he did, but you didn't have that in terms of the cockiness and the arrogance and whatnot, but you didn't have that animosity. And until yesterday, until the news broke, you hated him virtually just the same passion that you did when he was a player. And that tells you how special he was because you still had that animosity that was so strong towards him. Well, I wrote about that yesterday for the website, PK, and I said essentially what you just said. I grew up in this era of Kobe, and he was the best player, and it, it drove me nuts watching him play because he beat my team more often than right. my oh, team I, beat his. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's the thing he had over Magic. You know, they had that great series one time. Correct. One seven game. But this was but, a regular thing. But for, you know, Kobe, it was three years in a row. And it's when the Jazz were rebuilding after Stockton Loan. People wanted to oh, are they ever going to be good again? And here they're good. And then there's the Lakers. 08, 09, Hi, 2010, right? Yeah, and I don't think that Magic failed against the Jazz. Kobe in this building shot air balls. Four of them. What a story. He shot air balls. <laughs> uh, we're getting uh, we're getting people uh, posting about that. Mike Fendrick on our Facebook page. We were there late nineties, right behind the basket. Kobe shot two or three air balls. The arena starts erupting with yeah. air ball. I thought this kid chokes. He's no threat. I guess he went home and practiced. R.I.P. Dude. Yeah, I mean he got there through determination, and he had skill that he was blessed with, but. It was through determination and effort and commitment and ethic, all those types of words that got him. Because he would have always been a good player, but he would have been to that level, a five-time titleist, without the work ethic. Uh, I don't think so. I don't (laughs) think so. And plus, he had the ability, even when his team sucked, he was must-watch television. When his team was no good, he was still... I've got to see him. And I actually think in terms of uh, publicity and attention and those types of things, he demanded more than Jordan. And maybe the Eagle Colorado thing was a factor in it. And you can't discard that in his legacy because it's there. And it was real and it was awful. All those types of things. Uh it's just my neighbor once when she was going through that, and she's a basketball fan. She's just ragging on Kobe, and I'm saying, what's the deal here? He's got bad morals. Okay, let me, let me go inside real quick and write down the names of the seven players who had great morals. <laughs> we don't know what's going on in these people's From private pro lives. basketball yeah, to yeah. widen out to pro sports to yeah. widen out to youth fame money whether it's yeah. sports movies politics. music tv politics yeah. yeah there's a long list of less than admirable behavior you don't want grandma right. to know about and, and that might have tipped it for others and he bought her off or whatever i don't know i don't know about that stuff uh i i always try to eliminate that stuff from my world and just try to stick to what's going on between the lines of whatever playing field that they are on and try to keep it there. Uh, But he goes down as the most despised jazz opponent ever. And this tragedy, I mean, obviously it softens our, our hearts 
to the situation because nobody deserves this. And the same for the folks who are on the on the helicopter flight with them. The impact on their families is just as real and just as severe and just that as base, unimaginable. That junior college baseball coach, his wife and the daughter, and they had two other kids. Yeah, Boys in the on. 20s, mm-hmm. obviously a 13-year-old daughter. I don't know where the other daughter falls. Yeah, there's a picture of her. I saw it on social media. They were they, The five of them that were gathered with their dog. I mean, it's absolutely heartbreaking beyond words. We, we all understand that. I mean, all these things are. The thing that happened in Grantsville uh, 10 days or so ago is heartbreaking and unimaginable yeah. beyond words. It's no less... Uh, of a tragedy it's the tragedy of the ultimate the, the, the two survivors I guess there's three counting the alleged uh, shooter and then the, his brother and his dad they're, they're just it's, it's horrific beyond means that you can possibly uh, grasp at least for me it is and I'm not very smart but all these things are just brutal 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 to the utmost level you know hug your kids and all that and I, I, for me, I don't really need tragedies to understand the value of life. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to be alive. I'm lucky to work with you. I'm lucky to work with Yak. I'm uh, everything. I appreciate both of you guys. I want to make sure that I say that that you both understand that I, I love you guys dearly, and I'm grateful to get up to come in every day and, and work. And maybe, maybe that's the good that can come from this. I guess I, I don't know. And something that can be uh, more have us be more tender. This guy was just truly amazing as a ball player, and love to hate him was fun. But he, uh, do you think he demanded more of my attention than Jordan? I don't know if I can go that far because Jordan demanded a lot of my attention. I know, I know. <laughs> I think the thing about he, he how about, how about this? Kobe, he grabbed more of our emotion. Boy, I don't know. Jordan Did you hate Jordan? A lot of emotion. Did you hate Jordan? I didn't hate Jordan. No, I didn't. Right. I, I didn't hate Jordan. I know people. I know there are people who did, especially after he beat the Jazz in 97-98. But really, really hate him. I was a because ch- hate yeah. is a powerful, if yeah. not the most powerful yeah. emotion. You know, I think the thing about Kobe, uh, for me, and, and you're right, because we often talk that you know fans live and die. I told someone this because you dropped this the other morning. I told someone this, and they're like, that is excellent. <laughs> what? <laughs> that we don't live and die. We live. We soak up the good moments in sports. You and me. And we love being there. Yeah, and also, but a lot of people who do what we do. In our business. Right, in our business. And we love it. And then we see these horrible losses. We pretty much sleep like a baby. <laughs> right. I mean, we right, just, right. it doesn't matter. You know, dudes, Cougars, Aggies, Jazz, football, basketball, whatever. Winning and losing has very little impact on me. Yeah. Playing oh, has a lot. You know who it was who I told? It was Chris Hill. That's who it was. We had him on Friday night because he's going to be honored. And so yeah, you know, yeah, look yeah. back at the Next 31 week. years. They're going to do the thing during the Cal game. And we were talking before. And he said what triggered it was he said what you said all the time. He says, I still, I was asking him, do you still go to games or are you just over? And he says, no, I still go to games. And he says, and it's not so much the games, but he says, I know a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's the people. You know, he's known Donnie. I mean, they have stuff that goes back thirty years. They were oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right in the middle of it all together. You know, and so, and obviously hired Larry, and you know, there's other stuff up there too. So I think that we don't live and die. I, I was thinking about Kobe's career and what made it so unique. Well, first off, it was excellent because he won five titles, right. and he was Speaks right in the middle. Not 
and not to downgrade big, big Shot Bob, but you know he carried the team. He didn't just make big plays. I mean, on the Shaq, you can argue he's the second best player, but the second best player still carries a huge He, he was the heart and soul. Right. And so in the middle of his career, when everyone else you know, is 27 and LeBron's breaking through and MJ's breaking through, he gets the three early. Uh, what is it, like 21, 22, 23, or 22, 23, 24? In his prime, he doesn't win. The team isn't good. Phil goes away. Shaq's been traded. They get Gasol late, and now in his 30s, he's winning two more when most guys are winding down. And in the middle, like you talk about, he's still generating emotion, even though he's scrapping to be the eighth seed, and he's dropping 81 on Toronto. I still remember, and you can ask our boss, Jeremy Castro, about this. So Jeremy used to be producing over at Channel 2, and he, he was off that night. And he was watching at home. And in those days, now the ticker's computer-generated, and we don't have anything to do with it. But in those days, we had to type everything in. And so I put the Lakers final score in, and then you might put in a game note if something happened, or you just go to the next game. I put in Kobe Bryant, 81 points. And then I'm like, people are going to think... That's typo. They're going to think I messed up. And so on the next line, I put, that's not a typo. 81. Oh, you put that in <laughs> I there? I did. I put that in there. Because if you just see it one time, typos happen. Somebody screwed up. Because obviously he didn't score 81, but he did. I didn't watch the game live. I went to yeah. SportsCenter as soon as I heard about I'll, it. And I'll bet happened. Jeremy commented on it at home because he said he laughed. Because he knows that's me. Funny, and he's like, though. DJ probably has a typo. <laughs> and then he sees not a typo. That's he probably typo. remembers that. Yeah. And so there's moments through Kobe's career and, you know, who else did that? I mean, Jordan didn't score 81. Jordan had the more normal career arc. You know, you, you learn early. Other guys join the team. You learn together as a group. Then you get over the hump. And, of course, obviously with Jordan, he goes away and plays baseball for a year and a half or gets suspended for a year and is angry for another half year or whatever that story was. But, you know, for two years he wasn't fully invested, to quote Bronco. Well, that's All these guys are the alpha males, as they say. Yeah. But I don't think anybody was more an alpha male than Kobe. He was the alphiest of the alpha males? Alpha malest. The alpha of the alpha males. I think it was more than Jordan. He, uh, you know, the, 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 the <laughs> this is such a nothing moment. He took it to a higher game. level. But when Carl Malone comes over to set a screen so you can run a pick and roll, and you wave him out of the way because you want to prove you can go one-on-one with Jordan, that's the kind of stuff that makes people hate he him. He was and the it ultimate really BA. There was nobody more. <clears throat> the number eight and number 24. And I put out there on Twitter, I think that the, the one team should wear eight and the other team should, should wear, wear 24. 20, everybody yeah. in the All-Stars, they should do that. You know, they do that on Jackie Robinson Day. What's his number? Was it 41? 42. 42, excuse me. 42. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. Uh, and they do that April 15th, which commemorates the year, uh, the date when he officially broke the color line in MLB. And it's cool. We look forward to it. Every uh, April 15th, everybody wears 42. Uh, and that's, that, that's, that's, that's a phenomenal tribute to, to Jackie Robinson and all that he did. Uh, but Kobe was the ultimate BA. No one was more... Than he was. No one. No Don, one. Don posted on our Facebook page, never liked him, but always respected him. And Jeff posted, after decades of hating him, a few years back I came to like him. Super sad. I wonder why. I have the same story. What, that Je- was it Jeff you just said? What mm-hmm. changed? Time. Because I never hated him. But it, It's got to be something else. As, you know, as I got older, I started to realize I was letting my personal emotions get in the way of enjoying what was one of the best basketball careers we've seen in recent history. And, and over time, doesn't the winning and losing mean less? 
And what cemented it for me does does was the free throws with the Achilles. Yeah, I mean he's just barely can walking, barely can walk, and he comes back out there, shoots the three free throws, and then walks back as if he's walking on glass and bare feet. As far as, and it's cliche, we go this, and we talk about these guys being warriors. You know, how about the dude who's just, like my father, uh, my father, my gosh, my father, worked as a janitor during the day, came home, got something to eat, and went and worked as a janitor in the evening. He literally worked two jobs my entire life. You want to talk about a warrior? Guy dropped out of high school, his uh, girlfriend, who was later his wife, my mother, pregnant in high school. You want to talk about a warrior? I mean, so we, we overuse that term, but in terms of athletic endeavor and competition, this guy was the warrior. I don't think there was any warrior of the warriors, and I'm not saying this because of this unspeakable tragedy. I've always believed that, and for me, you're right. I don't live and die. I I live, but I don't die by by results any any result any team anywhere anytime i just don't die by results right. but i enjoy it and i even i enjoyed him to the utmost immensely I, I don't think i enjoyed anybody more in any sport and basketball isn't my number one sport i mean maybe tiger and there and magic Jordan and Bird. I mean, the the, all, the, all, the ultimate all-timers. He belongs right there. Five titles. And it goes and beyond early, that. Way early and way late. I think the early and the late defines him, too. Because you've got to have that. To, to fight back and get those two late, it would be easy to say, I'm a three-time champ. And get it early and be a la bird. But it, the the fire LeBron. kept burning. He didn't have the talent around him, but the fire kept burning, and he got he got back on top years later. And you don't see that very often. Maybe you see it more in a sport like football. It's such a team sport. You know, you got to have. But in basketball, guys tend to peak and they have their moment in the sun. And yeah. how long? How long can it last? And you know, for Jordan, it was six titles in eight years, and that's an extraordinarily long time. His last basket came against the Jazz. Bill Russell, his whole career. All right, DJ and PK, uh, David Locke. Someone posted that photo on our Facebook page that we were talking about, and that's why we want to have Locke on, because he was right there for that moment with Hot Rod. And you can see in the photo from the angle they're taking, Hot Rod sitting there shaking hands with Kobe, Kobe in full uniform, still on the court, and right in between them, staring at Kobe. The only other guy sitting, all the fans are up. And... uh, David Locke staring right at Kobe. We'll talk with David in 15 minutes. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. I wrote on my shoes tonight. I think I put Mamba uh, for life, 824KB, because it's, really it's really that mutual. So, yeah. There's LeBron James passing Kobe Saturday night. LeBron becoming the third all-time leading scorer in NBA history. And LeBron dropping to fourth. Kobe dropping to fourth. Excuse me, Kobe dropping to fourth as LeBron goes to third. 
Please join Utah Stem Cells live in studio with a big show on Wednesday, January 29th from 3 till 6 p.m. They'll be discussing stem cell joint regeneration treatments and other beneficial uses of stem cells to treat various conditions throughout the body. Got a lineup of guests coming up. A lot to find out from them. Uh, people who cross paths with Kobe one way or another. Um, one thing we haven't talked about, we've been talking about you know, Kobe the player and the memories he created for jazz fans. Good and bad and for basketball fans everywhere. Uh, a lot of moments. David Locke crossing paths with him. Uh, Pace Mannion, the tie with uh, Nico being born in Italy because Pace was playing there professionally and met his wife there. And they have... Nico speaks Italian, and he crossed paths with Kobe. Michael Smith and Larry the Laker in the 9 o'clock hour, two guys with L.A. ties. You can feel what the city is uh, going through now because when you play 20 years in one city, you get a bond that you don't get when athletes move around and you know play in three or four cities over 10 years or 6 no, you over don't. 15 you don't, or whatever. You don't. Plus, he put himself out there to create that. He won. So there's that. He put himself out yeah. there. He liked the interaction. He liked all that went with it. He seemed comfortable in his own skin. Some aren't, and so be it. Stockton really didn't seem like that through his choosing. And Hornacek did. Yeah. yeah. Thurl. You don't have Thurl's autograph. You don't have Thurl's picture. If you haven't shaken Thurl's hand, it's because you don't want to. I mean, this guy's the ultimate soft heart. You know, I've seen people in malls run after Thurl. <laughs> Literally, I've seen them run after him and to shake his hand, and, and he'll shake your hand and talk to you, right? And some people like that. Others, you know, just they don't want to be bothered, and so be it. But Kobe uh, handled all of that stuff and did it in a manner that he put himself out there and so you feel like, even if it's not true, you feel like you know him to a degree. You feel like if you just saw him walking down a street, hey, Kobe, what's up, man? How you doing, man? How's it going? There was a, I was listening to a whole bunch of stuff yesterday, obviously, and he lives down in Newport, and that's the helicopter thing. You know, he'd helicopter back and forth to downtown or wherever he needed to go because that's what he did. The traffic, obviously, is just crazy traffic there for hours and hours and miles and miles. And down in Newport, there was a place, a, a Mexican place, that he would like to go to. And they had one of the guys on there. And he was saying that the guy, Colby, the guy, demanded from the ownership that there was zero special favors, zero special treatment. So... He would come in with his family to eat or do takeout. And if he came in, he stood in line with the other folks in the takeout. And that's seriously cool. It is. And his daughters need to learn to stand in line in life. Yeah, to an extent. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's going to be some gifts. I, I can't, I, can't gra- I just can't grapple what they're going through, the, his wife and the remaining children. It's... Just uh, it's beyond my imagination, and I've suffered tragedy as we all have. Uh, but a seventeen-year-old is never going to see her thirteen-year-old sister. Yeah, brutal. Yeah, it just, just, brutal. It just really is. And they, I think, all of us feel like if we saw him somewhere, that you know we're not going to have a twenty-minute conversation, but he's going to say, "Hey, how you doing, man? Yeah, how's it going?" Man? 
I enjoyed watching you play. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. You know, that type of thing. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he wouldn't. But that's, I think, the way we think because he put himself out there and gave interviews. And I told the time, I, I, this in the fir- earlier this hour, his rookie year, I had a one-on-one with him in this building. And I knew, I didn't know to the degree, but, you know, we're always looking for a good interview. And at 18 years old, I sat there, one-on-one, shook, I shook his hand, looked me right in the eye as if we were peers. And this would have been 25 years ago, right? Because he's coming up on his five-year, and he played 20 years. And I thought to myself, wow, this kid, kid, emphasis on kid, man, he's something. No idea he was going to be that level. Jerry West did. <laughs> Because we heard about that, yeah. Jerry West did. So I didn't know personally, but I'd heard Jerry West through my, because I'm barely up here at the time, and I heard my people from L.A. tell me that he said that was a knockout of an interview. It was almost like the Gobert thing where we heard, oh, no, was it Mitchell? Uh, Kevin, or not Kevin O'Connor, uh, Dennis Lindsay said. Dennis Lindsay said, if anybody talks about this and it leaves, yeah. you're fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was and it, now it was Mitchell, says, right? And now he says he was joking and Locke's like, mm, I don't know. Locke said it didn't sound <laughs> like he was joking. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you were, but that's not how I took it. <laughs> but Jerry West knew. The quote, the quote from West, the first workout was unbelievably intriguing. And the second one was just, this is ridiculous. He, he was just one of those unique talents that comes along every once in a while. And I was fortunate to share a part of that. I was fort- fortunate to watch him grow as a player. I was fortunate to watch him develop this enormous following, this incredible relationship with the city of Los Angeles. And to see what's happened with his death, it almost feels like it was for naught to have someone taken so young in his life. And I think that goes back to it's not about the winning and the losing. It's not about the five championships and the two Olympic Golds and the NBA MVP and the two finals MVP and the 18 All-Stars. I mean, that's a lot of it, but Jerry West is someone who played the game at a freakishly high level and won an NBA title of his own, an Olympic gold of his own, and he knows, because he's in his 80s now, what the next 40 years could have been for Kobe and how much that matters, even though you're not playing the game anymore. Mm -hmm. And it feels like it's for naught because the game is the setup and then those next 40 years are the payoff. What do you do? How do you mentor people? How do you give back? And Jerry knows he's lived it, and now Kobe doesn't get to. I think when he says, uh, and to see what happens, it almost feels like it was for naught. I don't think so. But, I don't either. But he has a much closer relationship. Right. I don't either. But I he has a closer done. relationship, and he's a perspective of playing the game at a high level in the city, falling in love with you, and how you can leverage that over the next 40 years. I think that's the part he's speaking to. Okay. All right, DJ and PK, when we come back, David Locke, Pace Manion's coming up at 8.30. Michael Smith and Larry Laker in the 9 o'clock hour. Stay with us.